Welcome to the Niner Fanatic Podcast, Playoff Edition. And I'm sorry for my voice uh, right now. I had to get this pot off today, but uh, I'm so, I'm going to apologize right now for my voice. I'm probably going to it's probably going to be cracking because I was jumping up and down, screaming at the TV, and <laughs> it was uh, it was a great game for a great first half. Um, the the second half really kind of made it a lot more interesting than it really needed to be. But uh, we're stoked. We're going to the divisional round. Like, uh, we're going to play the Packers now. And uh, we're going to go – I mean, this is the playoff edition of the podcast. For, uh, 49ers come up with a huge victory over our most hated rival, the Cowboys. At least our most ha- hated rival the, for me. I, I hate the Cowboys. So uh, it, was, it was great to see them uh, beat the Cowboys 23-17. And they re- 49ers really dominated in this game. And I, it was so satisfying because all week, all week, all we heard from the Cowboy fans on, and I know everybody isn't on Twitter and, and Facebook uh, groups like I am, but it's all week we heard from the Cowboy fans about how, oh, it wasn't going to go down. Like the, uh, they weren't, uh, weren't going to be physical enough uh, for the Cowboys and, and uh, 49ers didn't know what they were walking into and all, all just, I mean, typical Cowboy speak. I want to say they, 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 they do a lot of this, but at the end of the day, there's really no substance to it. And, uh, and it's, yeah, they're kind of like their, they're kind of like their team, a lot of talk, like uh, nothing to back it up. And uh, it was really, but the 49ers really dominated in this game and the Cowboys killed themselves penalty after penalty after penalty. And it, and it was really kind of everything that I said in the prior pod to get ready for this game make sure you check out that pod because you'll see that uh, that pretty much everything that I said came to pass. And uh, like uh, there was a couple of things that I was surprised by in this game. Uh, but I was I was we knew that the Cowboys were an undisciplined team. You could see that on tape. But the depths, the depths of how undisciplined they were, it was just shocking. It was shocking to be in a playoff game like this, a home playoff game. And to and to have that much, that many penalties and that many just just undisciplined play. It was just really bad. It was really bad for them. And the fact that this game was even uh, a one score game, it really doesn't kind of tell the story of how badly the Niners really dominated this team. And it's uh, but uh, Cowboys O-line wildly overrated, wildly overrated. All I heard all week was, oh, Cowboys got two first ballot Hall of Famers uh, on their offensive line. It's not going to go. It's not going to uh, this. Uh, your D-line isn't going to do this. They're, they're going to chip Bosa and they're going to double team Bosa. Well, Bosa, you didn't even have that, that excuse for this game. <laughs> didn't even have that excuse for this game. And our D-line still dominated, which we're going to get into later. But, uh, yeah, O-line, Cowboys uh, offensive line wildly overrated wildly uh cowboys d wildly overrated it was it was uh once again i think they were the most undisciplined of the group in on that team uh all i heard was oh turnovers this team leads the league in turnovers this le- uh this uh d leads uh the all these sacks that they got and all this other stuff wildly overrated wildly overrated we didn't see really any of that they got one pick 
but Jimmy just really handed that to him. So it wasn't anything that they did. Uh, it, it's just uh, this team in general was was pretty. Uh, I, w- I was surprised at how at how much uh, the 49ers kind of handled them. Um, but uh, if Jimmy doesn't forget how to complete passes in the second half, I mean, this is a blowout. This is a blowout. And, I, and yeah, I can say that now that the game is over, but it, it would like really real talk. If Jimmy can just hit wide open guys, I mean, this is, this is a blowout. It's not even a, it's not even fair. He had plenty of time to throw the ball, plenty of time. He's just sailing the ball over guys. And just not and not uh, not accurate at all in the second half. So um, the Cowboys really just got lucky. It wasn't worse than what it was. Uh, Jimmy G just kind of failed. He just kind of failed to hit those receivers, uh, and it, it just really it just really ended up. Um, it was a frustrating. It was frustrating towards the end because we're sitting there just waiting for uh, the 49ers. Kind of, you could see the offense just wanting to explode. They were just wide open receivers all over the all over the field and they just could not uh jimmy just couldn't hit those guys he just couldn't hit them and it was uh but we've got to get through this last season with jimmy it is what it is so he's our quarterback going forward and we're just gonna have to deal with whatever the whatever the repercussions are um but i'm just gonna get started on the on the results of uh Let's let's talk about the Cowboys first. Everything, like I said, everything I said about this team in the previous pod uh, turned out to be true. Uh, the team is ridiculously undisciplined, and that really falls on the coaching. Uh, Mike McCarthy, I've said I've said it over and over again uh, to people that I know and to, and I've talked about it on Twitter and uh, and in spaces that Mike McCarthy is he's terrible. He's a terrible coach. He hasn't like he was lucky to have Aaron Rodgers to get the one Super Bowl that he got. Like, but he is he is not a good coach. And it was wildly evident on this game that he did not have these guys ready to play. But it's been a it's been an issue for them all year because like I uh, like I spoke about uh, in the previous pod, they were the mo- they're the most penalized team in the league. And for them to really implode like they did today, it it really, I mean, he's not the answer. The Cowboys were looking for a coach after Jason Garrett. He was not the answer. I thought that was a terrible decision by them. Uh, but here we are. Um, but he's not a real coach. He did not have this team ready to play. Dak is what I thought he was. Good, not great. He's good, not great. I just don't think I, I hear all these guys, the the talking heads on national media talking about how Dak is elite and all this. He's not elite. He's just not. He is just not. He gets rattled quite easily if you can get pressure on him. Uh, and it's just uh, he was he went twenty three of forty three for uh, for two hundred fifty four yards. He had one touchdown, one interception, uh, four. And now the interception that he had, that was a great play by K1. So I'm not really blaming him for that. But, I mean, he bounced a lot of balls to a lot of receivers. and uh, But he had four carries for 27 yards and, and a one rushing touchdown. So, I mean, 
for that guy that for them to call them him an elite quarterback i just i just feel it's false i just feel it's false he's uh the 49ers got pressure on him pretty much all day and he never felt comfortable in the pocket he couldn't he had wide open receivers he had open receivers a few times and he was just bouncing the ball to him so anybody that sits there and says oh well it wasn't his fault the offensive line let him down no he he could have made reads and he 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 was finding open guys he just wasn't willing to take the check down. It was, it was crazy. It was crazy to me because I was expecting them to just kind of dink and dunk their way down the field, uh, but he just would not take the check down. So it was, it was pretty eye opening for me because uh, I, I always thought that he wasn't as good as advertised. But uh, but watching that performance, it just, it just, uh, it just made it more evident to me. Uh, Elliot and Pollard were stuffed as expected. Their running game. Couldn't get anything going. Elliott had 12 carries, 31 yards, four carries, uh, or Pollard had uh, four carries for 14 yards. It was, uh, it yeah, it was it was a typical, typical Niner day day at the office, shutting down guys that think that they're running backs that think they're elite. Uh, Elliott is not elite anymore. He's not, and Pollard I think is the better of the two but he got no run. I don't know if he was hurt or what the case was. I think it might've been just the, they were kind of, they kind of had to go away from the running game because for one, the 49ers were stuffing it. But the the second thing was that uh, they got behind so quick, so early that they, Dak had ended up having to be the, uh, the savior and which he's not, but they, it just, it just, uh, the game script got out of control. So, um, but yeah, once again, Run game was non-existent. Uh, their wide, like I said before, wide receivers got open. Dak couldn't get them the ball due to the due to the pressure, and the 49er D line just did not let him get comfortable. Even after Bosa got hurt, and uh, and I keep telling everybody that this this defensive line is not just Nick Bosa. And I will say this: if if the national media does not under does not know these people's to figure out how to get these guys' names right. How they are still calling Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa. I mean, not just once. They didn't even bother correcting her. And it, it's really, it's just disrespectful. Uh, half the players, they don't even know on the 49ers. And it's, it's just disrespectful in my mind. Like, uh, but once again, uh, 49ers uh, D was there to make every tackle. It was really impressive display um, by the 49ers defense. Uh, the Cowboys D, like I said earlier, was inconsistent, undisciplined. Penalties kept the 49ers drives uh, going. And not that 49ers weren't making plays because they were making plays even with, even with the penalties. Uh, the penalties were just there, but uh, there, it could have been even worse uh, if they had taken, the, taken all the penalties that the the Cowboys uh, Cowboys and the Cowboys could have gotten called for holding multiple multiple times. It was just uh, yeah, it was just bad all the way around for the Cowboys D. Um, but uh, zero, they had no sacks. They had the one INT that uh, the Jimmy just handed to him by uh, sailing the ball over Ayuk's head. Um, but uh, 
They kept, they did, I will say this, they kept Elijah Mitchell under wraps for the most part. He still got 96 yards, but I mean, he had, he needed 27 carries to get it. So, um, so yeah, they did a decent job against the run, against the outside, specifically the outside zone was where they really kind of, that you could tell that they focused on not letting the 49ers get that, uh, that outside zone going. And, uh, but it opened everything up for the, the inside zone with uh with Debo so it was just a terrible coaching performance all the way around it was almost like McCarthy watched the national uh the national broadcast like ESPN all week and said oh okay this is what they're going to do instead of watching the tape because if he would have watched the tape he would see that they all the things that the 49ers do to uh to get ready and and I will say this it was almost like he was just a fan I mean their coaches just the coaching was just terrible all the way around. I can't say it enough. Uh, it, they just did not have these guys ready to play. And uh, whew, like, like I said, my voice, I'm still struggling with my voice, but, uh, but yeah, oh, it was just, I, I can't, I'm still baffled by how terrible the Cowboys looked. Um, but let's move on to the offense. Let's move on to the 49ers. And Let's let's talk about our team and what and what we uh, and what I saw from uh, from them because uh, as badly as I talk about the Cowboys, we had our own issues in this game and on offense, um, we had to settle for a lot of field goals, especially in the first half because Jimmy just kept uh, Jimmy destroyed one drive uh, by himself and uh, and then yeah in the second half he just killed drive after drive. But um, but the offense could have and should have completely dominated this game. Uh, they felt uh, – I felt Kyle played a little – he started playing scared a little bit just because Jimmy was struggling. And, and it, what's baffling about the whole Jimmy struggling thing, there was nothing to make him struggle. He was just missing throws. There was no pressure. I mean, they, yeah, they got pressure on him a couple times, but he had zero sacks. There was no sacks and he like uh, they, he had plenty of time to throw the ball and make decisions. And he just sailed. He kept sailing balls and one of them was on the run. Okay. But I mean, you've got to make those throws. You're a, you're a, you're a professional quarterback. You've got to make those wide open throws um, on the run or not. So, but uh, Jimmy, Jimmy had six, he went 16 to 25, 172 yards, one interception. Uh, his game was every bit of this stat line. Me like a uh, lower t lower uh, lower below average, middle to below average, and uh, really it was just it wasn't good. It wasn't good. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Uh, Jimmy held this team back today, and they still won. And you're and you know you're still going to hear people on Twitter and uh, uh, and the, uh, the groups on uh, Facebook say that, oh, well, Jimmy G won. Jimmy G won. You know, hey, that's all he does is win, is win games. So we just got to have him in there. Even if he doesn't play well, it's okay because they won. Okay. We're going to eventually run into a team that takes advantage, uh, that doesn't give us all these penalties and doesn't take advantage and starts taking advantage of the uh, Jimmy G terribleness. I mean, it's terrible. I, it's hard to watch. Um, 
but like I said, Jimmy played okay in the first half. He still stalled a couple drives, but he was terrible in the, in the second, um, missing wide open guys all over the place. Uh, Kyle started calling conservative because of Jimmy's inconsistencies. And it was, you could just see it on Kyle's face. He sits there. He, he gets it to a point to where he feels that Jimmy's missing throws and he just, he gets into his own head and he starts calling things to, to try and make it easier for Jimmy. But it's almost like when you try to make it easier for Jimmy, he does even worse. He struggles with easy throws and screens and like, he just struggles with the easiest concepts. He struggles. So, um, even though we won this game and I don't want to get, I don't want to be a Debbie downer because we won, we won. I want to be happy about the win, win, but it's really hard to look forward to this next game, knowing that you have this guy at quarterback and, and that, that D'Amico is probably going to have to pull another masterful performance out of his, out of his hat to get, uh, to get us through. It's going to have to happen because Jimmy is just, he's not that guy. And I mean, it is what it is, but cautious Kyle is bad Kyle because Kyle, once he gets into his head and he tries to outthink and outthink the, the opponent and tries to keep them off balance, he ends up making stupid play calls that don't have anything to do with anything. And he's, and it's just too much. It's too much. <laughs> um, but Elijah Mitchell had an okay day. Like I said, Cowboys bottled up the outside zone, but he broke a couple. He broke a couple. I mean, he had 27 carries, 96 yards, one touchdown. He had the one reception for minus 11. Uh, thanks, Jimmy. Appreciate it. Um, but uh, I, you, uh, Debo Samuel, Debo Samuel, our MVP of our team, uh, was the best running back on the field. Was the, I mean, he's the wide receiver for our team, but he was the best running back on the field today. And, uh, and then he contributed in the passing game, too. He got a couple of catches. Uh, but he had 10 carries, 72 yards uh, for a 7.2 average uh, with one touchdown. And then he had three receptions for 38 yards. I mean, Debo's Debo. He was breaking tackles. Uh, his physical nature just kind of demoralizes. He just demoralizes uh, corners and even safeties sometimes. And it's, uh, I feel like just him touching the ball uh safeties and corners they just don't want to even try to tackle him and it's uh but it's it's great to see his physical nature and like uh, i think he he really loosens the game up for a lot of people and uh but iuke had a good game <clears throat> and it could have been huge because iuke was open all over the field i mean if if jimmy wasn't jimmy i mean jimmy only threw the ball 25 times in this game uh, but if Jimmy wasn't Jimmy and Kyle could open up this offense, Ayuku is going to be a monster. He's going to be a monster. Look for next year. Make sure you look for it next season. He's going to be a monster. He was breaking guys off with routes the whole game. And uh, yeah, it's uh, he had, he saw he had five receptions, 66 yards, uh, but ran outstanding routes uh, was open constantly. Uh, Jennings, I mean, we talked about it in my last pod. I wanted them to use him as a battering ram to wear down these corners. But, I mean, he's become Jimmy's safety blanket. On third down, they're looking for Jennings. They treat him like Kevin, Kevin Bourne and uh, Kendrick Bourne. 
and uh, it's uh, except he's I feel like he's a little bit more athletic and he can run, get some run after the catch ability. Uh, so it's but he's becoming uh, Jimmy's safety blanket. Jimmy's starting to really trust him on third downs, but I think he can do more if given the opportunity. But once again, Jimmy's only going to throw the ball 25 times. So there's only a limited amount of touches that can go around. And uh, I just feel like once again, we're talking about it, but Jimmy is holding this offense back. Uh, but uh, Jennings had three receptions, 29 yards. It's, uh, it's going like it's going to get better. I know it's going to get better, but it's just hard. It's hard to watch when you see all these weapons on the on the field and these guys getting open. Uh, but I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to be Debbie Downer. We won, um, but Kittle held, was held to one catch for 18 yards. I just, like I said, just said I don't think that there was enough touches to go around because Jimmy only threw the ball 25 times. So that's a limited amount of throw, the limited amount of uh, – and he's not going to complete 100%. So, I mean, that was 16 passes. So 16 receptions to go, ar- to go around to the four guys that I mentioned who are all solid, who are all solid. And uh, it's uh, – and, I mean, that's not even mentioning the running backs. So it's – in order for these weapons to get uh, – to all contribute – it's going to, it's the offense would have to look way different. And uh, so it's just a guessing game every week on who is going to, to show up, who is going to be the one that, uh, that Jimmy trusts that week. But I, I think Ayuk is getting more and more trust every week. Uh, Jennings, Jennings is, uh, is, is definitely trusted by Jimmy. So it'll be, it'll just be interesting next week to see how Green Bay covers these guys. Uh, because it's a guessing game. It really is. It's a guessing game. And the way Kyle is drawing up plays, getting these guys open, I mean, it could be anybody. Anybody could go off on any, on any given opportunity. So, um, but let's move on to the defense. Um, we had another dominating performance. I can't say enough about D'Amico Ryans. I really can't. Uh, D'Amico Ryans is becoming a mastermind in my mind. In his first season as a D coordinator, uh, it is amazing watching him. It's amazing watching him lose guys on the fly and create and uh, still just not missing a beat, losing guys on the fly in the middle of the game. He, he must uh, at, least, at least had to be four or five guys that they lost in the middle of this game, and we didn't really see the defense miss a beat. It was like, okay, no big deal. Next man up, like uh, I'm just going to stick this guy in there. And then we're going to change the coverage this way. And it's just going to look the same. I mean, it was, uh, it's impressive. It's impressive. Uh, you, you really cannot, you cannot, uh, I don't think that there's anybody more valuable on this team right now than D'Amico Ryans. I'm just going to say it. Uh, Bosa is going to be in the concussion protocol now. Uh, he's got to be because, I mean, yeah, he went to the blue tent. So it is what it is. He didn't, he didn't finish this game. And uh, so who knows if he's going to be there for Green Bay. Uh, he looked fine on the, on the uh, sideline. We're just hoping that he can play because we're going to need him against Aaron Rodgers. Like as much as I say that D'Amico is a mastermind, we'd just rather have him have all of his, all of his weapons uh, on hand. So 
Um, but D-line still dominated without without uh, without Bosa. They had five sacks, three tackles for loss, 14 QB hits. Uh, and Dak was just never comfortable in this game, ever. Uh, if he was he was looking for the rush. You could just see it as he was snapping the ball. So uh, great job by the D-line. Uh, Warner had an ankle injury in the second half. Uh, we're going to continue to monitor that uh, because he is really the kind of the leader of this defense. I shouldn't say kind of. He is the leader for this defense. And he and while Aziz can do an admirable, admirable job uh, backing him up, I think he started for him once this season. You want your you want all pro Fred out there. He gives the defense. Um, he gives the defense leadership and he gives the defense uh, confidence in him, uh, confidence that he'll put them in the right position. So uh, you definitely want Warner out there. Armstead and DJ Jones, they dominated the interior uh, pretty much all game. Uh, Mosley was the leading tackler, <laughs> which is crazy to say the, the corner was the leading tackler. He had 12 tackles, uh, 10, 10 solo tackles, uh, outstanding job tackling. And I said in my last pod that tackling was going to be a key in this game. And it totally was when they, uh, the, when the Cowboys caught the ball, they were tackled immediately. Most of the time, I think uh, the tight end got open for a, for a nice run on one of them, but, but for the most part, tackle tackling was not an issue for the 49ers. Um, but Ambry Thomas, I mean, he didn't have a pick, but he was outstanding in this game. He coming up, making tackles in the run game. Uh, he was, he defended, he defended really well, was constantly in position. So, I mean, I just don't see a weakness in these corners anymore. And I think the teams are going to have to start to take notice. They're going to have to start to take notice that those corners aren't as, aren't as weak as they thought. So now this defense really, you have to start looking at this defense as a complete defense and where, where are you really going to attack? Um, because the, the, uh, the, the D just shuts down run games. Like uh, they're not going to, the uh, Green Bay is not going to run the ball in this next game. And so it's going to come down to Aaron Rodgers and can the D line dominate like they did, like they did in this game and like they have been the past six, seven games. So, um, but K1 Williams, he got toasted. That there was one, that was one of the one times when, uh, when a cowboy receiver really just would really just toasted one of our guys. K1 Williams got toasted for a uh, post corner to Cooper. Um, but made he made up for it later with an outstanding interception against uh against Dak. So uh it, yeah, Kwan was invaluable cuz he came up and made a couple tackles in the run game also and uh it's it was it was really impressive performance all the way around by our defense uh holding this the Cowboys uh Kings of DVOA is so says uh some random guy on Twitter that uh been in spaces all week talking all that nonsense about DVOA and all these uh, analytics stats, it doesn't mean none of that stuff means anything when you get hit in the mouth. So, uh, D'Amico had, like I said before, D'Amico had losses on D throughout this game, but it didn't matter. 
the, the D just did not lose a step. That next man up mentality, and they just played great. Just as much as the the Cowboys defense was undisciplined and not prepared for this game, the 49ers were the exact opposite. The, the defense was ready, and they were ready for all of it. Uh, I can't say enough about, about the 49ers coaching staff. They had this team ready to play. And like I said, we, we're just waiting for one piece to make, to make this offense explode. So, um, but my, uh, my initial prediction for this game was 49ers 30, Cowboys 21. Uh, the result was uh, 49ers 23-17. I mean, it wasn't too far off. Like, uh, but honestly, it, it should have been, it should have been way worse. Should have been way worse. 49ers get the get the win in the in Cowboys house. Uh, Niner faithful showed up in the building. I think they somebody on Twitter said there was about thirty. It was uh, there was about thirty percent Niner fans in that in that building, and uh, but Niner faithful just they they travel well, they travel well, and they don't ever let a uh, a building just become overwhelming for their team. So the their team is going to hear them cheering them on. And great, I mean, just great job by the Niner faithful. I wish I could travel with y'all, but uh, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, really, really proud at, at the end of the day, really proud of the defense. Feel like this offense is just waiting to explode. They just need, it just comes down to the, having the right person to throw the ball. I mean, we can't trust our, our quarterback to throw the ball more than 25 times. And uh, they threw, they ran the ball 30, I think officially like 37 times in this game. So it just comes down. It just comes down to we're we're, we're stuck with Jimmy and uh, he is really kind of holding this offense back. Cause I feel like these guys are waiting to explode and uh, yeah, it's, fr- it's a little frustrating. It's a little frustrating if you can't tell, <laughs> but uh, 49ers beat a talented team, but they have to get better at taking advantage of the team's mistakes. Uh, we cannot sit there. And uh, we cannot sit there. Multiple balls should have been picked in this game. As, as good as I talk about the defense, it was really frustrating having the ball hit guys in the hands and not coming up with the interceptions. You have to make these teams pay for throwing, uh, for throwing bad balls. And the 49ers just do not do that. I, I'm really waiting to see. I mean, there was one that – I don't know what Jimmy Ward was doing, but he got all twisted around. It was a, it was, Dak kind of threw it up as a jump ball and way over through the receiver. And Jimmy just got, I don't know, it was like he had a spasm or something and he just couldn't come up with the, he couldn't come up with the interception. But that one, and then there was one other one where um, that they missed, another pick that they missed. It was just, the 49ers have to take advantage, start taking advantage of these. They make the this game way too hard on themselves. Um, but uh, Rodgers is not going to make the same mistakes as Dak. I don't, I don't think. Uh, so the field goals that the 49ers are getting where Jimmy just stalls out the, the drive, um, they're going to have to turn into touchdowns. Kyle's going to have to figure out a way to <laughs> simplify this offense even more for Jimmy to make sure we turn those field goals into touchdowns. We cannot trust that D'Amico is just going to uh, save the day every week. It's, it's just not realistic. 
So, um, but uh, like I said, Jimmy has to be better for the 49ers to advance. Wide open throws have to be converted. Next game against uh, is against the number one seed Packers in Lambeau. It's going to be cold, which plays right into what the 49ers do. They run the ball. Uh, they like to run the ball. The, the, uh, the Packers are going to try and run the ball, I think. But I think that, the, that that goes to the 49ers' strength also. Uh, we have a punishing defense, our defensive line. We get pressure with four. And uh, it's going to be – I think this, it's going to be another close one. We had a close one with them earlier this year. And uh, that ended on a field goal. I mean, at the end of the day, we gave him 38 seconds to go down the field and score field goal field goal on us. I don't think it's going to be the same outcome, but I think it's still going to be a, cl a close game. But we'll get into that later this week after I've had time to kind of break down uh, what the Packers have turned into since that since that uh, that game earlier in the season. Uh, but thank you guys for listening and watching, even with my terrible voice right now. Uh, can't wait for this team to continue this journey and see how really see how good they can be. Like, uh, I think that they're running, they are running on all cylinders. They're just missing one piston <laughs> that's just not firing. <laughs> and, uh, you're going to be fired this off season, but I mean, we're, we're missing that one little aspect. And if we can just get good Jimmy in this next game, I think we have, we have a good chance. So once again, thank you guys for listening, watching. Uh, and uh, we beat the Cowboys. It's a great day. It's a great day in Ninerland. But uh, thank you guys, and go Niners.